everyone's staring at us because we have microphones. We're just up here on display. Yeah, the thing is that, is that Tony Bourdain? Is that, they, is that Tony Bourdain? They're like, uh, I don't bald. recognize That's him with his, with his trousers on. That's a giant bald guy. And it's a little guy with a pointy nose. Clink of ice cubes, the murmur of happy dulcet voices. People who got out of work early. Muttering of the drunks at the bar. Sipping their stiff $18 cocktails. Here we are, at work. Yeah. <laughs> All right, thank you. Hi, how are you? Good. How are you? Welcome. I'll have what my friend is having. What's your pleasure, sir? Uh, can I do a gin martini with a lemon twist, please? Absolutely. Two of those. Two. No olives for you? No, sir. Interesting. Like I said, I'll have what my friend is having. Where are we? What are we doing here? You will notice from Platt's remarkably hushed voice that we must be in a nice dining room. There's a white tablecloth. Where are we? It's your favorite restaurant. You're the one who wanted to come here. We are in the dining room of the Gotham Bar and Grill, which is a, it's been a sort of a New York dining staple since the mid-80s when it opened. An institution, I think you could say. I think it's sort of an institution. I, I, live, I like it because I live right around the corner from here. People ask me these days, actually they're always asking me, they ask it so, the question so much that I... It's a gunshot, Admiral. Or was it a champagne cork? It was one or the other. Duck your head, celebrating. my man. Celebrating. People celebrating. Duck your head, my man. I noticed you duck your head. Anyway, anyway. So I'm always getting asked, what's, what's your favorite restaurant? What's the best restaurant? What's the, great, what's the greatest restaurant? Where do you go? Yeah, what's Where the best we go? restaurant? Where should we go? What's your favorite what's restaurant? What's the best restaurant? And some people ask that, actually. People are like you, actually. Like, what's, what, what, what's hot? What's good? What's hot? What should I do? What should I eat? Where should I go? And my answer to them really for the last five years is, where do you live? Where do you live? What neighborhood do you live in? What's your favorite restaurant in your neighborhood? Go there. Go to your neighborhood restaurant. New York City, more so than ever in its storied dining career, is a tapestry of great neighborhood restaurants. The era when, I mean, I know that the Admiral, you, you and your click-hungry internet brethren would like us to think that every restaurant is hot all the time. It's all hot. Everything, everything's hot. Everything, it's all hot. Go there. Be, it's hot. It's open. It's hot. But the fact is that the era of destination dining in the city is more or less over. You still have the great old grand sort of dowager dining palaces in Midtown. You have these the great restaurants that everybody has always said, you should go there, you should go there, uh, Danielle, Le Bernardin, the grand French restaurants, and non-French restaurants. But those kind of restaurants really aren't opening very much anymore in the city. Would you agree? I think that it requires a lot of capital to open a restaurant like that. Perhaps. And a huge, Too much capital, huge really. investment in time and money. Right. And it's just hard because right. people on the internet... I don't know. You know, it, it's that's just hard. The rents, right the rents are hard. I mean, otherwise, Del Posto, the, the It's a huge money operation. You can open, like, look at this restaurant. Look how big it is. You can right. open this restaurant. We are in a now. restaurant. We are in a restaurant which has stood the test of time. It's a 
the chef Alfred Portali, who, like the most successful chefs, I think, has really not expanded. He's been at this restaurant his whole career. I'm sure he does consulting gigs. I'm sure he goes off and maybe quietly has, you know, I don't know, rum bars. That but, he this runs. His, but this is his restaurant. He's, he's in the kitchen. An empire builder. You can see him. Uh, I see him, uh, although when he sees me, he runs away. But I see him, you know, pinching the tomatoes in uh, Union Square Green Market and walking with his chefs. And I mean, and he's just a wonderful, you know, he's a, he's, he's a constant neighborhood presence. Alfred's a man, uh, you know, Alfred's, awesome. uh, he invented vertical food. Of course, everybody else did. He played vert- it. It was, it was Red Snapper, two fillets stacked on top of each other with a bunch of things, and then pasta twirled up on the side did, with shit scattered all over. It was amazing. Sh- to people, like nine sauces. Do people still, because he invented this piling food yeah. up, uh, and then everybody vertical did it. Plating, everybody did it. Everybody did it. And then I think they stopped. They but still he do still it. still does it. He still does it. He still does it. You come here, you get these towers, these medallions of beef. These People have claims to fame. Did he do tuna tartare? He might have. tuna tartare is the one. He might have. It's the one. Are you going to order it? Yeah, I'm going to fucking order it. You go to Peter Luger and not order steak? Yeah, because that place is crap, Admiral. <laughs> And uh, you know those other places, those hot places, those internet jazzed up online, wherever Brooklyn eating, whatever they're eating, the heck with them, Admiral. I'm coming here. I'm staying home. And so here we are. This finale episode is really we're just going to celebrate being regulars, Admiral. I'm Sip with you. our martinis. The chef will come out and say, "How are you doing, Mr. Platt?" Or maybe he won't. We'll How see. do you like your meatballs, Mr. Platt? The usual, Mr. Platt. That's what we want. You know what? That's what we're here I for, Admiral. I want some tuna tartare. Ugh. I want a pork chop. 1980s, baby. All the way. I want Here's to here the 1980s, for. Admiral. No internet then. Nothing. None. Nothing. Well, it was around. It just wasn't no, the same wasn't. thing. Wasn't around? 1980? It was invented. Really? Oh, my God. Where is he? I thought chefs were punctual. I thought they were so on point. Ah, the menus. Thank you, sir. Thank you very much, Lettering sir. hasn't changed in 500 years. Awesome. Thank you. I would argue that really the menu itself hasn't changed very long. Miso marinated black cod. Oh, I see. Market selections. Wild mushrooms with foie gras terrine. Caviar eggs. Soft shell crabs. Soft shell crabs. Seared Hudson Valley foie Rim gras. Cocktail. That's We're an oldie that. but goodie, We're Admiral. We're some of that. I think the prices have gone up a little bit, Admiral, since uh, the olden days. Oh, here's no, the chef. How are you, sir? To... Hello. Chef, nice to meet you. I'm Alan. Hello, Alan. Hi, Chef. Nice to Good see you, see Adam. You. How are you? Are you guys having cocktails? We were served a little bit. Well, for, yes. Yeah, we're celebrating. All right. You're, this is the season finale. So what we're so talking we're about? Yeah, and what we're talking? What are we talking about? We're talking about the appeal of the, you know, maybe like a foundational restaurant, like an institution, like a place that you want to go back to again and again and again. Yeah, we we are when you're feeling we, good. Yeah, we deal with in our daily jobs with sort of the ephemera. What's hot? What's good? Especially the Admiral here. What's great? What's good? What's hot? Going to all the new places. 
But uh, we wanted to talk about a restaurant which has survived the test of time in, in this city, which is no, no easy thing. And also we wanted to talk about the kind of restaurant which appeals. I mean, I live right around the corner, so this is one of my favorite neighborhood restaurants. It's not a destination restaurant. I, I'm lucky that I live around the corner and there I'm surrounded by these great restaurants. But this is sort of, I'm not going to say it's my favorite neighborhood joint, but it's, uh, right. it has not changed in a long time, right? You've, you opened when, 89 uh, 80, or something? No, no, 84. 84. 85. 85, wow. yeah. 21. 31. Wait, 31. 31 years ago. Oh, we have to introduce. We have to introduce. Why don't you introduce what? Him. He just sat down. And we started talking. The listeners aren't going to know who we're talking about. We already introduced him. No, we didn't. We didn't. No. And look at we look didn't? at look at our producer. Go ahead. Introduce Chef Bertali. You, this is your charge. So we have with us uh, <laughs> Chef Chef Alfred Bertali, who is the uh, both the chef and the proprietor, co-proprietor, co-owner, partner, chef partner of this great restaurant. Uh, he is dressed today, as always, in his blue tunic, two buttons on it, probably straight out of Trois Gois or somebody, but they don't make them like this anymore, right? <laughs> Trimmed in baby blue with his name, right? Yes, he's wearing a blue jacket. Trim as usual. Don't Looks forget very trim. Dolce Gabbana shoes. I'm sure he's got Dolce Gabbana. You know, this is a New York very chef. Nice, very this nice watch, a, I know. This is a New York giant, you know, Rolex. Jet, jet <laughs> fighter pilots Rolex. I know. He's, he's chefs, very much. Chefs have a, watch, a thing about watches. Well, because they're like fighter pilots. They're like they don't mess around. They like, these guys, they they're, like perfect. They're, they're, they are detail freaks. They are freaks for detail. That's why they're great chefs. Anyway, thank you for having us here, and we're going to talk about uh, the old days and the new days, and how things have changed uh, over time in the city. Um, because you've been here for a long time, and um, I think you look probably the same way you looked when you walked in the door. Because Gotham Bar and Grill is like a neighborhood name, right? It's like a bar and grill. Yeah. But that's not what this is, and that's yeah. not what you turned it into. It, it, you know, when I, I, I worked quickly, I worked in, at, at the Trois Brother restaurant in Rouen and at Michel Gerard. First Trois then Gerard. Trois was like one big happy family. I, we used to... You know, hang out in the dining room, talk to the mother. We played basketball on our days off, and it was a very friendly, you know, family-run restaurant. When I got to Gerard, we weren't we were like servants. We weren't allowed to eat in the restaurant. We had to come in through the service entrance. We weren't allowed to go into any public spaces, and there was all this pretension about the food. So when I came back here, I said, "Why can't we serve three-star food, three-star service, without all the pretension?" And you know. Guest, pro guest, democratic door policy, all of those things that have become sort of the standard American philosophy, you know, championed by Danny Meyer, but we were doing it before he was. Right. But in the same neighborhood. So you're, well, you're, he lived upstairs. He lived up, he, he he lived, came he here. He lived upstairs. He used to hang out at the bar. He came here. So, oh, so Danny and his whole big bar dining <laughs> shtick that he claims he did, that's where that came from? The whole green market fetishization, that's where it came from. Here it is. So you realize this is abnormal, right? I mean, you realize <laughs> right. a, sh a chef like you, especially a chef like you who is credited with various innovations like ver ver the vertical plating, etc., would have, in this day and age, probably would have gone off to start restaurants in Dubai yeah. or wherever, and you have uh, remained faithful to your neighborhood and to uh, your terroir, as it were. Well, in, in, true. We did. I did have a restaurant in Miami for several years, and we had plans to open um, in other places, and we still might. But um, you know, rest, Gotham. 
I, I keep telling myself how lucky I am. You know, we, we're in the greatest restaurant city in America. I have a big, big restaurant, over 165 seats, that's busy every single day. And, you know, so why not just take hard care to du- of it? Hard to duplicate. Yeah, yeah I mean, I, I don't have 30 seats doing, you know, 40 covers. That's the, I can do 40 covers in a half hour. So what, what's on the menu here that was on the menu when you took over? Uh, nothing. <laughs> oh, that's unfortunate. Well, you I mean, not, not when I took over. Tartar, but, not in like... No, I mean, the, o- the oldest dish on the menu is the tuna tartare and the seafood salad, um, although it's... That's a thing of beauty. It's not... I, I, I've tried, you had that, Admiral? I have not. It's delicious. Thing of beauty, Admiral. Well, here we are. <laughs> no time like the present. Garçon? <laughs> Have you found that the, the uh, clientele has changed much? You think p- people have become more sophisticated? Uh, does, 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 uh, when you see somebody Instagramming or taking a picture of your, their food, does that drive you insane? Do you kick them out, by the, take them by the scruff of their neck? No, and, I, you know, I, I, I think you have to get with the program. You have to I make mean, peace with it. Yes, you have to make peace with it. Um, really, social media is what it's all about nowadays. You know, you know, Don't tell to, that to him. <laughs> Don't tell that to him. <laughs> Don't tell that to him. That's what it's all about. That's I didn't hear that. It's all about, unfortunately. Um, You're not adding over-the-top milkshakes to the menu, though. I mean, you kind of, like, I, th- I think that what's great about this is that you, I mean, there is this sort of idea of, like, you're not influenced by, you know, whatever the the trend of the moment is, but instead it's it's sort of we, a much more we, considered evolution. I, I pay attention, uh, you know, to trends and what's going on, sure. and, and I listen to my customers, but... We, yeah, we're not jumping on bag wagons. I mean, I, I'd rather, you know, create trends or, you know, or invent dishes or a hot ingredient and, and see that it, you know, it. Um, but, yeah, we're, we're, we don't, we don't, that's not who we are. Right. When you go out, what are you looking for? When you go to a restaurant, what's the thing that you well, know, it, most grabs you? It depends on the restaurant. Um, a lot of times I'll have read, you know, Tons of stuff on Eater and Grub Street um, about a place, and I, finally I want to see or or a dish, and I I go myself to see what all the hubbub. And you're about. bitterly disappointed, Always. aren't you? <laughs> bitterly. It's just a bunch of gas and hype. You got to read it on the printed page, my friend. That's right. <laughs> gas and hype. That's the um, name of the animal's new boat. Gas and hype. <laughs> Her yeah. lady. Her, her Royal Majesty. HMS Gas and Hype. <laughs> yes. Um, Some of those places are good, though. No? Oh, of course. And, you know. <laughs> I'm just trying to, you know. I need to go to, you know, I go to every new restaurant. Um, I return to, you know, some of the great restaurants like Jean George's restaurants and Danielle and so on. So I'm, I'm eating out, you know, three, at least three times a week, maybe oh, wow. four times a really? week. Really? Yeah. Yeah. You're very chiseled. <laughs> You know, nothing drives me more insane than a thin chef. Well, they're all thin. The good ones are all... There are some exceptions. There are a few exceptions, but they don't... I don't know. The, 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 the sell-by date tends to be shorter. I don't know. <laughs> I don't but with know. Chef Portale, you, you, can, you know he's like does 5,000 crunches a day. Yeah, I was at the gym today. Yes, I, he played, was. I played two hours of singles tennis yesterday. God save us. <laughs> Like you, am healthy body, walking healthy everywhere, body. running around. Discipline. Yeah. Do you still go shop? Do you still go shopping at the Green Market and Union Square? Is it too expensive? Abs- no, absolutely. Our food cost actually spikes a little in the summer because 
we buy, you know, we support all the farms there. Um, and we buy a lot of, we were there four days a week. And they, some of the, the farms deliver to us. Um, but it's expensive. It's not the cheapest way to go. Yeah. So you can, but you consider yourself, is it a neighborhood restaurant? I, you know, if, if you're going to say the top five, like New Yorky New York restaurants, this would be in there. This would be one of them. I mean, I, I, I honestly wouldn't call it a neighborhood restaurant unless, you know, I lived in the neighborhood. I think like it's, me? I think it's a destination restaurant. We get people, you know, from all over the country, all over the world. Plus, we have our regular, you know, neighbors who come in. Thanks to the like bar, yourself. really. Thanks to the great bar. bar. Dining at the bar program. Right. We see the same faces night after night, week after week here. But, um, but I think for the most part, it's destination. I, I have one little trend question before you go. So you came up in the era of sort of the superstar chefs, the sort of classic era when one would go like you to do your apprenticeship in, you know, the great kitchens of Europe. And you had to fight your way up through this very Darwinian system and prove yourself, right? Yes. And you, well, uh, and when you came back to New York, you did that also. And you, yes. uh, you know, you, you made your reputation and you, you know, in the 80s and 90s, you had yourself, Jean-Georges, Danielle, all of these great chefs who had fought their way up. Do you think that the way chefs get noticed these days has changed thanks to the... Thanks to Grove Street. Yes. Grove Street. <laughs> yes, exactly. you know, All you have to do is like make some kind of cronut or a chocolate chip cookie or a God forbid a burger, and they'll come and take a picture of you, and then you're going to get your tattoos, and, and, and you're yeah, like posing. Of, and A lot of piercings. Right. I, I do believe that's exactly true. Is this a good or a bad thing? I don't think it's a bad thing. Um, Ooh. I, 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 it doesn't mean I'm going to go to the restaurant, but it, it <laughs> you know, it, you know, things change and they evolve, and um, you know, young people are more and more interested in food, and and certainly there are a lot of a lot of people doing you know excellent crafts with the you know the the charcuterie programs that we're seeing in the butcher shop that you know, um, you know, there's a lot of good that comes out of it. Um, but there's also a lot of hype, I think, that goes along with it in many cases. Hype, as in H Y P E, hype. <laughs> Look at him. He's like, now he has you the me, But I think you're right. You have me rolling my eyes. But you know, I, between but, these but two. you know what? I think, but what I think, what what you say is true. On the one hand, there is this sort of messiness and uh, you know, e- e- rampant egotism and whatever. On the other hand. It, clearly, more people are interested in food than ever before. A lot of that is because of the internet, or it's because, because of, of the internet. I want both of you to go back and read some old New York magazine and some old New York Times restaurant reviews. Think about what Craig Claiborne was doing at the food section when it first started, and just read those and talk to me about how hype translates, because those are breathless write-ups of, you know, the California cuisine. And I disagree. Oh, the, it's not. Trust me. Talk to talk to educate trust the me. educate the poor uh, fool. Educate uh, him. You know the rest they were of, very know, accurate. People are reviews. clamoring to get in. Greg Claiborne was not some hack need Adderall jacked up bug eyed <laughs> paragraph writing <laughs> blog monkey. Okay. <laughs> wow, I love that. <laughs> he just wasn't. He sure. wasn't. Neither he wasn't. Are the bloggers that you're. Yeah, disparaging. Well, I, love, I love bloggers. I am a blogger. What is a blog again? I don't know what a blog is. But anyway, it, it has changed a bit. But on the other hand, you, it, it's, it's like a flood. You know, it's a flood. And so there's, you know, all the boats are raised. 
I would think. Everybody's interested in food. The green market is a wonderful phenomenon. It's bred many more green markets. Exactly. Uh, the food around the country is much better than it's ever been. And like you said, I was actually surprised to hear you say it, that it, around New York it's much better than it's ever been. Like the bar is much higher. It used to be, and, and, and this is the, the Claiborne way too, is that the, 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 the critics used to be like miners in a shaft shining their little lights on things, and they'd shine it maybe every year on five, five things, right? Now you've got 30 things. And maybe they're not all as great as that one or two or three or four things that the Craig Claiborne was shining his light on. Yeah. But in general, they're better than the, than the mean. Yeah, I would agree. Right? Yeah, definitely. So, you know, old, old school uh, the chef here is actually going to agree. I mean, we're going to agree with you. We're not, don't fall silent. You're not being persecuted, Admiral. The <laughs> Internet is okay. I'm just letting you go. I'm just, it's, it's just <laughs> enjoyable to hear how the thought plays itself it's out. okay. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't know Good. that so Craig Claiborne took Adderall, but maybe he okay. did. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, we got to live with it. It's like the gorilla moved in next door or not next door, or like right in, next, in the bed next. You got to live with the gorilla. Yeah. Right? Sure, yeah. Me and the Let's chef, go we got to live with the gorilla. But, you know, again, we're going to go back to the, the success of this restaurant has more to do. It's, it's withstood the test of time for a reason. But, but not even that. It's not withstand. It's like you said. I mean, because... I think we chose this because it's not just a place. There are those places that have withstood the test of time, and without naming names, you go there and you think, wow, this is a real snapshot of what it was like 30 years ago, and Correct. this isn't that. No. This is still at the forefront. I no, mean, it's, still no. it's a one bit of, of a snapshot. It's a bit of a snapshot. It's not like... The room is very much... It feels like the 80s to me. It's a bit of a snapshot. No, I don't think so. Seared foie gras is a bit of a snapshot. It's a bit. But rack of lamb. Rack of lamb's a... I took, snapshot. The, I took uh, the, not lobster, I took the lobster thermidor and the beef wellington off the menu. It's just you know, so you know. Bring that back, my friend. <laughs> beef wellington. You never get too much beef wellington. So we're gonna, still, we're, oh. Sorry, we're going to order two dishes. What should they be? Two dishes. Our it's final like, supper. I think, despite the chef's finer supper, protests, we should. We're here. We should do the tuna tartare. Yes. And the seafood salad. Yeah. And, okay. Three dishes. And, What's, what's our best entree option? What, what, he wants to, he, he's, he's looking for a dish that he can take a picture of. They'll look cool uh-huh. when he takes a picture of it. Um, I think rack of lamb. Steak. I think rack of lamb. The steak is beautiful. I had it the last steak. night. It's, it's, a, it's got a little mustard, We're celebrating. marrow, custard. We're celebrating. Let's do the steak. I do the rack, baby. Rack it up. One of each, and I bet. And we'll have Dean Man help us. I do, I do rack of lamb, foie gras, and those two, the tartare and the seafood salad. So let's do... Dick's your hat band. Seafood salad. Or you can do steak. I don't care. Gras, mm-hmm. Steak and rack of lamb. Oh! Sounds wonderful. Medium rare on the lamb and the steak? Sure. Yes, Chef's sure. discretion, yeah. I would okay. say. Medium rare, almost okay. certainly. You'll okay. be sharing those items, correct? Yep. Okay, great. The bill goes to this guy, Chef. Okay. Bill goes to him. Understood. Okay. All right. What's your, what's your favorite New York food? Um, oh, man. It, um, not really New York food, but one of my favorite things to eat in New York is Peking duck. Man's a genius. He knows. He Did knows. you read my listicle on the topic? No. Do you know what listicle is? Listicle? No. Yeah. No. Oh, what is Jesus, Errol. It's like a list article. A list article. It's like it's what people read. They've been read. them forever. It's what the fever. He will say that it's an internet thing. He did it on Peking duck? I did it. It's I, what, could, I can tell you what the best Wait, what's number one? Uh, either, probably decoy. That's um, good. I got that number one. That's number, that what's number, number one. Two. What's number two? Um, uh, 
Uh, well, let's see. This, he this, could be Sean Lee yeah, uh, yeah. or um, Peking Duck House is another good one. No. No? no? Nah. Actually, I haven't been there. Who do you time. have number two? I thought you had Peking Duck House on there. No, I had Peking Duck House uptown on there. Sean Lee's not bad. Uh, the number two, weirdly, not weirdly, but the number two is Hakkasan, if you've been there. Have you been to Hakkasan in, Mid- in Midtown, Times Square? I've been to them. I've the, been to them. I, I didn't like that restaurant. The Peking Duck is nuts okay, there. Let me just tell you a secret, because I believe you. And the reason I believe you is I happen to know that the Peking Duck at Tao yeah. is amazing. I'm sure. It, I'm it's sure. fantastic. I'm I mean, sure. I know the chef, so I tell him I'm coming in. And I don't know I'm if, sure. if that's different. But no, those guys know what they're doing. It's extraordinary. Yeah. Well, this is also, what we need to know. Also, Budokan's got a good Peking Duck. You know, same, the kind of, same kind of thing. But, but uh, the Hakkasan is, is really good. I really have good. Peking Duck delivered like wow. at least once a month. Does it last? It, it's who delivered enough. In my neighborhood, um, there's, there's a place up there. It's, if you, yeah, see, if you look at my listicle, you'll yeah, find Uncle it. Uncle Ho's Peking Duck Grill or something. That's right. That's yeah. right. Not bad. It's not bad. Yeah. It's not bad. Yeah. But Hakkasan's sick. The one in Midtown? Yeah. There's only one. It's Midtown. How much does it cost? Five hundred dollars. It's got caviar on it. Shit, does it actually? Oh, Hakkasan. Oh, I'm thinking. All right, I'm Hakkasan. It's like a you know the the one in London is a great yeah, restaurant. Yeah, yeah, there was one at the Fountain Blue in Miami. I've had their duck many times, but not in Ooh. New York. Oh yeah, that's that's, a, that's sort of a flat tone right there. Flat. Tone. I trust. Who puts caviar? No, you know what? Who puts you know what? caviar on a Peking duck? They huh? don't. They, I just said that they don't. They do. They uh, they don't. Whatever. You can have it with don't. Anyway, <laughs> it's good. But I agree with you. It's like Peking duck's our favorite. Meal. Anyway, yeah, decoy, you have to give it to him because, again, that guy, they take care with it. It's great. Anyway. Look, Dingman's like, Dingman's like probably having his first tuna tartare ever and going, that ain't bad. Yeah. That ain't bad. Yeah. Hmm. Those oats on Yeah. Yeah, that's foie gras. Good or bad? Duck liver? No. Ew. No. Never mind. I'll eat it. There you go. Oh. Yeah. Oh, here it is. Here it comes. I can, mm. I can see him warming up to the what's wrong with that. What's wrong with that, <laughs> That melty popping of the water balloon in the mouth, the sort of savory, crunchy mm. sweetness of the seared surface. Who have you become? Mingling together. Listen to how flowery this is. It was just, it does not, it, that's just a, that's, that's old school, Admiral. That seared foie gras is you don't get this in Brooklyn, Admiral. You don't get this in Brooklyn. Does it make you happy? Mm. Does mm. it remind you of mm. something? I need a nice glass of wine with this. Well, let's get some wine. Where's our term? Mm. Oh. Mm. That is not bad. I'm just telling you. This is a happy thing, ma'am. Here's the old-fashioned mm-hmm. glories. The old-fashioned glories of fine dining, Admiral. That's what we're after. Cheers to that. That's why we're here. Cheers to that. Cheers to the chef. Thank you for joining us. Thank you, Chef, for having us. Thank you, gentlemen. Please please present the bill to this character to my left. And I'll see you around the neighborhood. Okay. I'll say hello next time. (laughs) No, you won't, but that's okay. Thank Thank you, you, Rip. Thank you. Thank you. I'll nod my head. Nice to meet you. Thank you. Always a pleasure. Thank you, sir. What else did we order? Rack of lamb? Lamb and steak. You are not... Do you have a big expense account? Here's the thing. How many more season ones are we going to end? How many more finales are we going to have? That's why you do this. Let's do another finale. 
because let's do another finale next week. If you're just out on the town, it's a Tuesday night. You're at the new restaurant, and it's not very good. It's fine. There's another new restaurant coming along. There's another meal. You're not going to have another like occasion when you go out. You're not going to have another thirtieth birthday. You're not going to have another graduation from college. So you want a place that you know is going to deliver. Here's to season one, Admiral, and uh, here's to many more seasons after that. Thank you, Ding Man. Thank you, Admiral. <laughs> Are you done? Are you leaving? We're, I'm out of here. We're done. Entrees haven't even landed. I got five more restaurants to go to tonight. <laughs> Garçon, check, please. We have a lot of wine left. Oh, yeah. Let the record show I'm eating this lamb chop with my bare paws. I, I need a shot of the huge stain of sauce you have on your face right now. Without the benefit of any horrible diet crackers. Oh, all right, I'm done. Happy. Have I mentioned that I'm on a diet? Time to stop eating. One more sip of wine, and then we're done until the next season, Admiral. Until the next season. Till the next season. What is it I'm supposed to say? Until then. Until, you know, let's go. Let's hear it. Something about iPad. Uh, <laughs> just say it. I can't, I don't know what to say. I don't know. Until then. Uh, no, you, we're done. We're celebrating. Now we're about to be off the clock for three months. Three four months? months? Five months. However many months. But we would encourage our listeners, if you enjoy this podcast, to go to iTunes, look up Grub Street, peruse our offerings, and if you enjoy certain, certain episodes, leave your comments because it's always helpful. Everybody likes a comment. Comments, stars... Just let us know what you think. All business. That's Platty. Let us know what you think, and uh, thank you for listening, and uh, we'll see you next year. You forgot. For Panoply. For Panoply. For and our, Slate. Our, for our Slate and Panoply. For my partner, the Admiral, a.k.a. Laura Mayer. Laura Mayer, the Admiral, a.k.a. Alan Sitsima, and our great producer, Sam Dingman. This Who's is Adam Platt. Wine. He is... He is Cutting into a hunk of lamb. This is Adam Platt signing off. Thank you for listening. Good luck with that, Admiral. I, <laughs> me? No, I'm Dingman. Dingman. Dingman's like bloated. He's like, can we do that again, please? Dingman's like, can we do that again? Maybe don't be assholes this time. <laughs> don't be-